everybody welcome to the east west crime podcast my name is of course it's christine silva of course i am your trusted host that's me guys this is the show welcome all right you guys where'd we leave off last week was it tabloids or cluck 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 i don't know was it i know i want to get into charlie sheen's ass just because God, I think he's fascinating. I mean, I'd never go out with him, never follow his advice. But just listening to him talk. Tweaker! No offense to tweakers. But you know, there's a point. A point of no return. He's past that. Dude is stuck. Still fascinating. I mean, like I said, I think he's awake, but he's just stuck. Tweak. You know what I mean? I've met all kinds, you guys. That's what I love. I have met, come across, had conversations with everybody from all walks of life, man. All right, you guys. It's going to be a short intro today. Got my standing desk up. That little thing that I got my feet on. I'm like, ooh, one, two. It's like a... Not a skateboard, but it's got that feel to it, you know? Bounce it back, back and forth. My ankles. Gotta keep it moving. All right, you guys, let's go. What's up, everybody? How you doing today? How's it going? We are good on this end. Just uh, trucking right along getting back into the groove of things. I walked my first mile the other day, first mile in months. So I'm feeling really, really good. South Carolina, it's, yeah, most of you know, I talked about this a lot. The humidity is no joke out here. I, personally, I happen to like it. Dinez, not so much. Uh, there's a great state over here. Lots of gay people in South Carolina. I don't know if they know they're gay, but I know they're gay. You know what I mean? That do-do-do-do-do, that gaydar. Oh, yeah. Anyways, beautiful state, beautiful people. All right, and as usual, before we get into the thick of it all, let's give a shout-out to today's sponsor over at Body and Soul Botanica. Take it away, Ash. Well, here we are, you guys. Four months post-op, major, major ORIF surgery, and I am walking. Nobody knows what to do with me or how to how I achieved this at 51 and so quickly. Dr. Cook at Kaiser in San Leandro is shocked and so happy that I am back into my yoga and meditation and stretching, walking, swimming. I love swimming, albeit It's slow out the gate, four months, non-weight-bearing. Yeah, I'm a bit slow, but slow and steady won the race, you guys. You know what I mean. My ankle comrades ask me, what are you doing? How are you walking already? People in their 20s, same surgery. All I can say is I've been using Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica, and I consistently do my stretches in yoga and physical therapy. I spend two hours a day in the bathroom with a portable sauna stretching and balancing and working my ankle and my hips, my knees, my lower back. And guess what, you guys? It's that Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica that I am using on all those areas that have been asleep while I've been off my feet all these months. Every day I feel stronger and my groove is coming back. Folks, I'm a firm believer that Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica played a huge role in my healing. And as I've said in the past, Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream will be the only topical cream I use for aches and pains moving forward and in my life. I'm getting back to my life pre-COVID and pre-surgery. It really is a miracle, you guys. 
If you haven't already tried this product, this Miracle Sports Stream, guys, give it a shot. Everybody I know that uses it swears by it, just like me. And check this out, guys. Body and Soul features all natural plant-based products that are not only good for your body and soul. I just did a hot soak in the eucalyptic bath products. Ah, trust me. You'll see what I'm talking about. It is so relaxing. But guys, not only are the products at Body and Soul good for your body and soul, they smell fabulous. It's got that mentholated scent that makes you feel all fresh and rejuvenated when you smell it. Your body and bones and blood cells, you can actually feel all that good, youthful activity running through your bones and body. And remember, it's not greasy, nor does it leave that filmy coat over your skin that once it gets heated up, it becomes too hot and you gotta wash it off. You follow me? Nah, it's not that product, you guys. Listen, guys, this is legitimate stuff. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream is the secret weapon of some of the NFL teams out there. It's what those team leaders use to get their players back from injury fast. These guys in the NFL are taking beatings. They use this product, you guys. You better get you some for those aches and pains sitting in that recliner. Folks, this Miracle Sports Cream is also the go-to product for retired professional athletes and Olympians, helping them get decades back on their legs so they can stay active, even with the wear and tear on their bodies. We all have wear and tear, you guys. Admit it. But listen, guys. Those that know me know that I do not put my name on or behind shit products. I don't do it. Okay? So remember, don't come knocking with your snake oil. This is me being real with all of you, my friends, my listeners. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream has made a positive impact on my life and in my healing process. It's facts of my experience using it. So if you're having aches and pains in your shoulders, your knees, your lower back, or you're just coming out of the house to get active again in the community, whatever, I give you my word, friends, Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream and products can change your life. I know, because like I said, I experienced it firsthand. The Miracle Sports Cream is 100% plant-based. See, the hippies were right. It's hemp-based. It has 11 herbal extracts that go beyond CBD to actually help your body heal itself from within, as Mother Nature intended. And check this out, you guys. We have an exclusive deal for East West Grind listeners. Go to www.bodysoulbotanical.com. We'll have the link in the show notes. And enter promo code East West Grind at checkout to get 20% off your entire order, guys. Take advantage of that 20%, you guys. Some of our listeners took advantage of that 20% and applied it to eye products and bath products from Body and Soul. I'm one of those guys, and we love it. They love it. Remember, guys, this offer is exclusive to my loyal listeners and my friends. Take advantage of it, guys. Don't let pain stop you from living your best life. Get this Miracle Sports Cream. Your body will thank you, and it helps support this podcast so we can keep bringing you these EWG East-West Grind episodes. Cool, guys? All right, cool. Once again, use promo code EASTWESTGRIND at bodyandsoulbotanica.com and get 20% off your entire order. I promise you, you won't regret it, guys. Peace out, y'all. All right, get that product, you guys. I just received my order, like I said a minute ago, walking, walked my first mile the other day. I got to give props to this product and its founder, Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica. Credit where credit is due. Uh, But last week, we left off with a cliffhanger encompassing all sorts of shenanigans from chicken cluckers and comedians and SNL, Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy, Sean Spicer, Rudy, Borat got your ass good, Giuliani. That dude is just so fucking gross. And last week, you guys, 
guys, we also, we debuted the cast and crew of our beloved Housewives of Fox News. Hell yes, we did. God. Da, da, da. That dude, that dude Garfield or Gutfeld, whatever the fuck Feld, is a capital J Oak joke. There it is. Let's pick back up at SNL. SNL Politics. That's a show on its own, Lorne. Anyways, SNL Politics, especially over the past five years, because they were pretty much right on the money with their depiction of the Trump administration and his cohorts. I mean, that that shit blew up. It was great. They did a great job. Those clips I played last week of Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon were from 2017, a year into the Trump administration, months, not a year, because Trump took office on January 20th, 2017 from Barack Obama. But think about what our country went through over the past four or five years. Have any of you won that whole winning shit? Are you living high off the hog like he promised or told you you'd be by 2021? No, you're not. Is your health care good? Do you have all your meds? No, you don't. In fact, under a President Trump, he rolled back benefits for Medicare and Medicaid recipients. And guess what? Articles in the show note. It was sleepy Joe Biden and Kamala Harris who reinstated those benefits to help people who needed, you know, healthcare and who were either elderly or disabled in certain whatever. Yeah, that was Trump that rolled that back, you guys. It wasn't Biden. Stop blaming him. And side note, remember the guy from last week, Floyd Ray Roseberry, the guy with the truck at the Capitol? Ash, give us a snippet, please. Fucking people think it's a joke, but they cleared the block. I done called 911 three times. I need to get Joe Biden on here because this baby. Yeah, that guy. The guy that drove from North Carolina to Washington, D.C., parked his truck on the sidewalks. And you know what? Ten bucks. He's the guy that parks his car on the lawn. Why do people do that to their lawns? I don't get it. Why? Why do people park their cars on their lawns when there's an empty street 10 feet away? Don't be that houseful, respectfully. Anyways, this guy at the Capitol is looking, he's looking like Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen from his winning tour interviews years ago, remember that? He had some epiphany, epiphany, blah, 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 whatever, an awakening, just all over everything. Ash, give us about 45 seconds of this, please, sir. Anger and your hate, I think, is coming off as erratic to people. Passion. My passion. It's all okay, passion. Your passion yes. is coming off as erratic right. to people. Right. Well, you borrow my brain for five seconds and just be like, dude, can't handle it. Unplug this bastard. Yeah, because it just it fires in a way that is, um, I don't know, maybe not from this particular uh, terrestrial uh, realm. I think some of those things that you're putting out there are making people think something's wrong with you. That's that's up. To, that has nothing to do with me, really. I mean, they're they're entitled to, I suppose, interpret stuff um, as they must. Some are, a doctor of what some are, are saying of? that you're bipolar. Wow, what does that mean? I guess that you know you're on two ends of the spectrum. Wow, and then what? What's the cure? Medicine? Make me like them? Not going to happen. I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? If I'm bipolar, aren't there moments where a guy like crashes and like in the corner, like, oh my God, it's all my mom's fault. Shut up. Shut up. Stop. Move forward. That's a former teen heartthrob in Charlie Sheen. For all you Gen Zs and below listening, that's who that was. But me, I never liked the guy. I never did. One thing I liked about him was a movie he did. It was called The Race. A lot of people may remember that. Maybe not. It was probably like a B or C movie. I don't know. But I like that. And and pretty much that was about it. I mean, 
He had that successful sitcom there for a minute. What was it? Three Men and a Baby. Was that it? No. Silver Spoons? I don't know. I don't know. But Charlie Sheen is Hollywood trash. No disrespect. His dad is one of the most respected actors of his time and our times. Privileged. That is Charlie Sheen. He's kind of a brat packer, but not really because his brother was way hotter and calmer. And of course, Emilio Estevez was married to Paula Abdul there for a while. But whatever Charlie Sheen saw that opened up his mind on whatever cocktail of pharmaceutical and street drugs he consumed regularly over the years, yeah, he stuck on whatever cloud he landed on that last trip. Dude is stuck. Watch the video. I'll put it in the show notes, but you know, whatever, cool beans, do you. Some of his dribble I can follow. Most of the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? He's winning though. He He's winning. For a drug addict or a recovering drug addict, he's winning. He ain't in a trailer park somewhere in Turlock or, you know, somewhere, wherever. He's still in Beverly Hills, I'll bet. He ain't never going to be homeless like most drug addicts eventually evolve into with, you know, homelessness. I've spoke to hundreds of homeless people about their journey to the streets A lot end up there when they've exhausted, you know, their families and they've burned every bridge throughout their lives through addiction. Those are facts. But that'll never be Charlie Sheen. Therefore, I agree with him that he is winning. Charlie Sheen can pop whatever pill he wants, slam any needles he wants into his arms, snort whatever line he wants, and go lay poolside. His family won't let him struggle like that. Charlie Sheen's this guy right here. I'm too drunk to walk, so carry me to my room. All right, now to bring this back to Floyd Ray Roseberry. Let's go, Ash. I'll narrate, sir. Well. Oh, there's your messenger. Fucking people think it's a joke. Uh They cleared the block. Yeah. I called 911 three times. Mm-hmm. I need to get Joe Biden on here because this baby... He ain't going to call you. It's awful. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurting nobody, Joe. No, you're just threatening to blow up two blocks. I'm not I'm not pulling the trigger on you this thing. You can't. You're not Walter White. I can't. No. There's no way for me to blow us up. Mm-hmm. Only you can by shooting a bullet through my window. You're the only one that can do it, Joe. Mm-hmm. Look at him. I love this land. But we got a few options here, Joe. Mm-hmm. You, you're calling the shots. Oh, okay. You shoot me? Mm-hmm. Two and a half blocks going with me. I'm not doing nothing. And then you're talking about a revolution? You're talking about a revolution. The revolution's on. Where are they? You're by yourself. It's here. You're alone. Today. Okay. Told my wife I'd be home by Sunday. You ain't gonna be home Sunday, fool. Sorry. I'm looking for all my other patriots to come out and help me crickets man you're going to court by yourself i got the foundation built people Mm -hmm. i'm here in your head i'm here in your mind you have the foundation to clear the blocks (sighs) i feel sorry for you cut off health care i can't even get damn shots for my back no more but yeah they're giving them superstar athletes won't they it's not joe man they'll give them them look at his executive orders it ain't gonna happen and you're going to jail bye felicia See how crazy that sounds? But what's the difference between Floyd Ray Roseberry, Roseburg, whatever, and Charlie Sheen? The only thing that separates them is money. And neither one of them, or people like them with their way of thinking, one's a Q person 
and is mad at Joe because he can't get his shots for his back. Forget that Joe Biden signed his first executive order. I think it was his first one after he took office. But that executive order reinstated the medical benefits to seniors and disabled people that Trump rolled back during his tenure or four years in office. Articles in the show notes. See how fucked up the fringe has this group of America? Now on the other side is a spoiled Hollywood brat in Charlie Sheen. Both addicts and both have no business holding elected seats. Agreed? Does anybody know a drug addict that they'd elect to Congress or Senate? Anybody you know where you'd be like, oh, I know he's on drugs, but uh, I like him. I'll vote for him. Excluding Toronto and the whole Rob Ford fiasco. I mean, I think we can all agree, and I've said this in the past too, we need to elect people that can be trusted. People with, with addiction issues, they can't be trusted or confirmed. At I mean, why would anyone get any advice, political or otherwise, from people on drugs? I don't fucking get it. Terrence in Florida. Hello, Terrence. I get a lot of mail from Florida. Side note, I project Ron DeSantis will not only not run for president, he's going to lose in his next race. Maybe he's going to run. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think he'll, I mean, he's a young version. He's a, he's a younger version of Trump. He just gets up there and is like, fuck you media. You guys are all fucking liars. COVID's not here. Well, there's all kinds of crazy cases going on in Florida right now with COVID and the Delta variant shit, but he's just like, You know, he's a younger version of Trump. He just gets up there and lies and talks shit to people and then walks off. That's it. And people are like, yeah, he's so cool. He's going to be the next president. Shit. But I'm hoping that he'll get voted out. Anyways. But uh, Terrence says, the country is going to hell in a handbasket. We need Christian leadership back in this country. Trump 2024. Sir, Donald Trump is not a Christian. Hmm? Or is he? But let's look at the facts. Fact. Dude has three baby mamas. Fact. Donald Trump raw dogs porn stars. Fact. Trump pays for sex. If that's your definition of a Christian, Mr. Terrence, is that what you're telling? Is it? Is it? Is that? I don't know. Is that what your definition of a Christian is? Because those are all factual informations. Shits about Donald Trump, what does Christianity stand for? Is it three baby mamas, raw dogging porn stars, porn stars paying for, I mean, what's your definition of a Christian? And side note again on that, nobody I grew up with ever had to pay for sex. Not that I know of. Those were the neighborhood guys, the single mom's kids and such, those guys. They were very cool. Everybody dated those guys. They were respectful, okay? Nobody ever pulled a Brock Turner from the neighborhood guys. But this guy, Terrence, Trump, the guy born of Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoon's world, that's the real life that Trump grew up in. And, you know, he was kind of good looking in his youth. Trump, I'll give him that. I mean, the aging process has brought his soul to the surface. That's what you see in his face and his existence as it is here. But Trump was cute, had money, and still had to pay for sex. What's wrong with you, Mr. Trump? Mr. Trump. Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen worked for Trump for 10 years and dropped dime when he got caught doing shady shit. Big time canary. He's a bum. Both of them. Both crooks and bums. Michael Cohen got his license to practice law revoked under Trump. Jack and Diet Coke Giuliani lost his shit running around the country, sweating his hair dye out in front of cameras and Borat and judges just looking 
looking wild on the yard. But these two, three, Cohn, Trump, Giuliani, all bums. They just have money. They know better than bums struggling in the projects, bums in the suburbs, bums in the South, bums in the farming community, bums in the West, bums in Africa, whatever country. A bum is a dirty, rotten scoundrel who takes advantage of people, not to be mistaken for a homeless person. If you're sleeping in a tent on the sidewalk, who are you hustling or taking advantage of? No, 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 no. Homeless people are hobos. Most are not bums. Most hobos are not bums. Know the difference. But these bums, Trump and Cohen and Julia, Mayor Hydrocodone, New York called it out. They called him out. New York exposed Donald Trump when he announced he was running in 2015. And pay attention because if he's going to run again, which I see him gearing up to run, you know, how did this slip through people in the first place, in the first round? But like I said, New York exposed Donald Trump when he announced he was running in 2015. All the small contractors came out to the news and were like, hey, all this small business, hey, this dude didn't pay me and my company for the work we did building that gaudy-ass, Trump-ass, Trump Tower and all the other gigs he screwed people over on in New York and Manhattan. Those articles were written in the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York. Because remember, he was a real estate developer in New York. New York Developers, they weren't really on your TV screen or movies, except when they made or make national news for shade. But he made national news, he being Trump. His family didn't, starting in the 70s, probably before too, because, you know, the old man, Fred Trump, I don't know, there's some pictures getting arrested at a KKK rally and not fighting against it. He was like, you know, with it. I don't know. Might want to check that out. But he made national news when his family in the 70s for housing discrimination. No blacks in our apartments. Facts of history. Todd C. in Nevada. The United States government had him set up and those fools fell right in. That's what the FBI does, man. They give you enough rope to hang yourselves. Because if the FBI is involved in wires and wiretaps and shits, it's long past the police and sergeants and detectives and investigators. Long past all that. So the FBI, the FBI got them. And the Trumps, they had to make a settlement. It was undisclosed, I think, the amount, I think, Historians wrote about this. People wrote about it in his books. But are we to believe that someone went back in time in the 70s or 80s or 90s and wrote fake news stories about the Trumps just to hurt his potential presidency 30 years later? This ain't back to the future, mofo. No, Alex and Timbuktu, Kentucky. You can scream fake news all day, sir. I don't care. This happened in 1972 with the Trumps and discrimination, housing discrimination. The civil rights movement was in 1968. We were still overwhelmingly a racist country back then. It is a fact of history. Why do you think MLK and them were marching in Birmingham? I feel like I'm talking to that little guy, Ryan, in Colorado. But go back. Go back a few episodes, a lot. You can go back 35, 40 episodes. Alex, go check out the earlier episodes. We talk through this. And I think a lot of your questions that you've been sending me, you'll find answers in those episodes because we talk about a lot of the questions that you have sent me through DM, through email, all that stuff. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate you, Alex. But Alex, Trump was born rich in 1946, an even more racist time in our country than in the 60s with the civil rights movement was the 40s and 50s. I mean, that's why there was an uproar in the civil rights movement in the 60s. But imagine, 
Imagine living in that time. I don't even know what I would do with myself. A lot of people may not want to hear this, but there is racism baked in the cake, baked in the cake with the Trumps and a lot of people, a lot of people. It's an untangling, sir, Alex. It's an untangling. Like if your wife didn't use conditioner in her like naturally curly hair, respectfully, I don't know if you're married, but I'm just, you know, trying to make a point here. But that shit's an untangling. And each hair represents generations of untanglement. That is systemic racism. An untangling. It would be great, I think, if we could just flip a switch and realize, oh yeah, that's not cool. To just treat someone different for who they love or who they are or what they look like. It's just not cool. It'd be great to to flip the switch, but that's not how it is. I think if people just would realize that, you know, you don't own this shit. You don't own the oxygen or the air or this space we all call life here that we're in at the same time together on this earth. You don't own it anymore then I own it, motherfucker, respectfully. So circling back to the three bums, Giuliani, Cohn, Trump, you're no better than anybody else. You just have money and you're scammers. You're riding the rails, hashtag vans, of the legal system to see how far you can ride it out. What do guys like this, what do they know about everyday Joe's lives? The everyday working guy. They don't care about you. What'd they ever do for you? You can't golf with them, B-Rye. You can carry their golf bags while they're ride along in the golf cart, drinking DCs and, you know, crop dusting behind you or in front of you. But guys like this. They have no business serving the public. They serve themselves first. We get the peanuts. Alex Padilla in Oregon says, My health insurance, oh, my health and SSI benefits have been cut under Biden. I can't get my medication for 18 months now. Alex, Sir Biden has only been in office for like seven months And like I was saying earlier in this episode, one of the first executive orders Joe Biden signed, again, articles in the show notes, reinstated Medicare and Medicaid benefits back to people that were squeezed in those programs or rolled back, you know, when Trump rolled back those uh, programs. But that was reinstated. It's simple math, too, sir. I mean, who was in office When your health care started to be squeezed, you said 18 months. That's what your email says, 18 months. Who was in charge? It was Trump. How is that Biden's fault? One and two, Biden, like I said, signed an executive order reinstating those benefits. I'm providing you factual information in the show notes, Mr. Padilla. What is the disconnect here? You just want to hate Joe Biden. Just say it. People will say, oh, you just want to hate Trump. No, I have reason to dislike him and everything he's done, not just over the past five years, through his lifetime, to small business owners, to big business owners, to the fucking Taj Mahal. He bankrupt like three casinos. I mean, everybody's got beef with him for good reason. And personally, Alex in Oregon, I couldn't believe people my age who are a very smart, street smart generation, the Gen Xers, baby boomers. You know, you guys, you guys knew his past too. But I was shocked at how many he bamboozled and got to vote against programs that they themselves take advantage of to either survive for themselves or their families to help their family survive. I couldn't believe it. So I got to work in my community first. Because I knew what was coming down the pike with this guy. 
And I told Dinez, I said, I'd love to live a year or so in the South, in the Midwest, to talk to people and have a conversation like we're doing right now, Alex. And as I sit here in the South, you know, chasing whatever I'm chasing, but if we can't hear each other out, sit down and have a conversation, stop interrupting each other and just let you talk, let me talk and see what makes sense. If we can't do that, we are on path to have another Trump presidency, to have a Ron DeSantis presidency, to have a fucking Don Jr. at some point. What do these guys know? What do they know about politics except how to play the game? But inside the game, there's a whole untangling there. There's all kinds of, like I said last week, treaties and all kinds of laws and shits we got going on with other countries. And we're watching this one. We got our military watching this and that. I mean, it's a very complicated job. Go look at Obama when he took, when he took over, I think, what was it, 2008? And when he left? 2009, I think. Anyway, look at him then when he took over and then when he left after eight years. He aged like 20 years. He looks fabulous, though. But he's, he, it, it's, a, it's a stressful job and you need to know what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? That's the kind of people we need in office. People that know what they're doing. But Alex, if we can't sit down and have a conversation to understand how people are receiving information on their levels for where they are at intellectually, no disrespect for anybody. I have conversations with five-year-olds, drug addicts, homeless people, truck drivers, PG&E workers, real estate agents. I'm fucking around in the world of media and entertainment right now. All different languages and all different levels of understanding and processing information. Listen, Alex, I'm the guy that tells the CEOs to go fuck themselves if I see them treating servers or other service industry workers like they are above them or that they don't matter. And if you're sitting in my station acting like a fool, I'll tell you to get the fuck out. And I have. Because that's how I roll. Don't treat service industry people like shit. They're making your food for you. They're getting you silverware and water and napkins. They're doing everything but wiping your ass for you, okay? Your mom did all that stuff for you when you were a kid. Do you treat your mom like that? Or your grams? Think about that. All right, Howard the Duck in Colorado messages me and says, Soleimani was a bigger threat to America than was Osama bin Laden. Trump had Soleimani taken out with drones. I guess he was supposed to be the number one terrorist the U.S. was looking for. And when Trump took over the TV with this. Last night at my direction, the United States military successfully executed a flawless precision strike that killed the number one terrorist anywhere in the world, Qasem Soleimani. Unlike most people, when, when Trump came on the TV and said all that, most of us were like this. Who? Exactly. But Howard was like, yep, Trump got the biggest terrorist our country had ever known. And I said, are you sure? Then Howard the Duck says, I'm sure. And I said, how can you be so sure? Good evening. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. It was nearly 10 years ago that a bright September day was darkened by the worst attack on the American people in our history. The images of 9-11 are seared into our national memory. Hijacked planes cutting through a cloudless September sky, the Twin Towers collapsing to the ground, black smoke billowing up from the Pentagon, the wreckage of Flight 
93 in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where the actions of heroic citizens saved even more heartbreak and destruction. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever try to compare a general in a terrorist group to the mastermind behind one of the worst attacks on American soil? How fucking dare you, son? John Stewart, I'll send this to you too, sir. I know how hard you've been fighting for the first responders of the 9-11 attacks since our political leaders have shit on them and their aftercare over the years. But when, Howard, did Soleimani, when did Soleimani fund people to go to our flight schools and live in our country and plot attacks on our country? When, Howard, Never, never. Now you know why government listens in on certain conversations, you fucking banana hammock, you. I give you no respect, Howard Duck, Colorado, period. So don't come down here and talk to me wearing a tin hat. And I'm not saying Soleimani didn't need to be taken down. That's not for me to say. If our generals and the president say it was good... I'll take their word for it. I don't know what they know. I trust what our government is telling us for the most part and depending on who is leading our government at any specific time. I mean, if our, gover- if our government isn't doing something right, democracy, not without flaws, but why is everybody trying to get over here then if our country's so bad? And finally, new rule, blind hatred of America is just as blinkered as blind love. And we, and we Americans should really get some perspective about where we live. Watching the shit go down in Afghanistan, I was reminded lately of every conversation I've ever had with an immigrant, almost all of which, if we got to really talking, included the notion, oh, you people have no idea. All you do is bitch about and badmouth your own country. But if you knew about the country I came from, you'd stop shitting on your own. Now, right? I have never been a rah-rah America type and, in fact, have often made fun of Republicans in the past for being overly sentimental because they're the ones who tear up at military flyovers and get a boner when the governor of South Dakota rides into a biker rally dressed like a painting of Teddy Roosevelt. John Boehner used to cry cry like fucking weep (laughs) at the drop of a hat if anything reminded him of what a star-spangled miracle this country is. If there was a little flag in his club sandwich, he'd lose it. (laughs) It's just in the conservative DNA to have this dewy-eyed, sloppy, drunk love for their country that often renders them incapable of acknowledging its problems. That's how we got the 2013 Supreme Court ruling gutting the Voting Rights Act. Not because John Roberts is a monster, but because people like him tend to over-romanticize America. He thought the South was ready for the honor system. They weren't. But, But liberals, as usual in this era, have now gone too far in the other direction. They under-romanticize America. They have no perspective. Last week, the Taliban murdered a comedian. His name was Nazar Muhammad, and he made up funny songs on TikTok. They forced him into a car, tortured, and then executed him. A comedian. A thing like that hits a little close to home for me. I've had two presidents up my ass. This one warned me to stop speaking my mind. They need to to watch what they say, watch what they do. And this is not a time for remarks like that. There never is. And this one sued me over a joke. (laughs) And as president called me every name in the book for the crime of predicting he'd do exactly what he did. This crazy Bill Maher. This idiot comedian. These people are sick. He's a crazy lunatic. He's a whack job. He is a total nut job. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, neither experience was pleasant. But I didn't have to worry about being dragged till I'm dead behind a Toyota Tacoma. Have a little perspective about the stuff we howl about here. I'm, s- I'm sorry your professor said something you didn't like. That won't be a problem with the Taliban because you're not allowed to go to school. In Saudi Arabia, grown women can be jailed for doing the kind of things we think of as routine without the permission of a male guardian. China rounds you up if you're the wrong religion and puts you in camps. More children in Burkina Faso work than are in school. Only 5% of Burundians have electricity. The homicide rate in Honduras is eight times what it is here. The inflation rate in Venezuela is 2,719%. The Philippines, in the last five years, has put to death 27,000 low-level drug dealers. My old job. In North Korea, people starve to death. The only people who starve here are doing it for a role. And the only people who have no water live in California. If you think America is irredeemable, turn on the news or get a passport and a ticket on one of those sketchy airlines that puts its web address on the plane. There's a reason Afghan mothers are handing their babies to us. And and we should take them. Americans right now should take in Afghan refugees into their homes and into their neighborhoods. And I'm sure everyone who just clapped is thinking the same thing. Yes, someone who isn't me should definitely do that. But that doesn't make us the bad guys. We're not the bad guys. Oppression is what we were trying to stop in Afghanistan. We failed, but any immigrant will tell you we've largely succeeded here And yet the overriding thrust of current woke ideology is that America is rotten to the core, irredeemably racist from the moment it was founded, and so oppressive, sexist, and homophobic, we can't find a host for the Oscars or Jeopardy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure you heard the new Jeopardy guy is out because he said boobies in 2014. This is where your new Afghani roommates that you took in will, will, <laughs> will prove so valuable because they'll turn to you and say, have you people lost your fucking minds? Have you? Have you ever heard of honor killings? Public beheadings? Throwing gay men off of roofs? Arranged marriages to minors, state-sanctioned wife-beating, female genital mutilation, marriage by capture, because we have. What's the lesson of Afghanistan? Maybe it's that everyone from the giant dorm room bitch session that is the Internet should take a good look at what real oppression looks like. Ask your maid. Ask your Uber driver. Ask the Asian woman giving you a massage. She'll tell you, this place is Shangri-La, and not just because she works in a place called (laughs) Shangri-La. America may not be the country of your faculty lounge and Twitter dreams, but no one here tries to escape by hanging on to an airplane. No, we wait till we're inside the plane to fight. (laughs) And then only because they cut off the beverage service. That was a long clip, but, uh, you know, shit needs to be said. And uh, Bill Maher said it, so. But that conversation with Howard the Duck in Colorado got me thinking. These guys, Howard and them, they have sources like Ryan Fourier or whatever. He's like this 25-year-old that runs the Students for Trump organization. And that other idiot that pissed in his own mouth, what's his name, Joey Saladino, Joey Salads, Joey Tosses Salads, I don't know. 
But Howard in Colorado is getting his information from these young people as news of history. Howard walk up to an American in their 30s and 40s or older and try to convince them that Soleimani was a bigger threat to America than Osama bin Laden? See if you don't get bitch slapped, okay? But these guys, these Ryan, um, yeah, these Ryan Fourier or whatever, Joey and, and all those other guys, these guys are trying to change history. Look at this guy, Don Jr. Right? When you exude nothing but weakness, what happens? Predators attack. Right? This is, you know, they are, they'd like to tell you about follow the science, right? But this is basically the science, right? This is called biology, right? Predators prey on the weak. Yeah, what the fuck is this guy doing? You ain't Simon Sinek, fool. You ain't Tom Bilyeu. But Junior's at a Texas youth event. Youth. Get them young and you can mold them. That is this strategy. That is their strategy. Hello, Democrats. Hello, Jamie Harrison. When you get them young, you can create an alternate history in their minds. One so altered to actual history that in their minds, a third-rate terrorist appointed general is the catch of American history. And Osama bin Laden was nothing. To the people who were not born yet or were too small to remember that day in September 2001, September 11th, to those guys, you are pulling the scam off beautifully, guys. I felt my blood boil when this punk told me. I remember that day. I remember that day in American history. But when he told me Osama bin Laden wasn't shit, Soleimani was global enemy number one, I was seething. The MAGA movement and all their street teams like Bannon and Fourier and Don Jr. and Shapiro, all those bozos, all the street teams and members that they have willfully and knowingly spreading lies and creating alternate realities of history, this is how they're doing it. This is how you change a culture. You start at the ground up. Let me play this for you. About three minutes. It's the East West Grind podcast, episode 28. Remember, remember Rick Santorum? Ash, please, sir, roll the tape. All right, next, uh, Chris, uh, here's Chris Cuomo last week. Remember Rick Santorum? He was our asshole a few weeks ago. Chris Cuomo calls Santorum out on the bullshit he was feeding the youth of America at that young convention for conservatives a few weeks back. Let me play you this. But first, I would the chop with Santorum. And this is the piece of sound uh, that I need to talk to you about right here. If you think about this country, I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe and they set up a country that was based on Judeo-Christian principles. If you think of other countries like Italy and Greece and China and Turkey and places like that, they've all sort of changed over time. I mean, they've been, they've been there for, cent- for millennia in many cases. And their culture has sort of evolved over time. But not us. We came here and created a blank slate. We, we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there was nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but, if, but candidly, that, that, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Now, Rick, two problems. One, it's not accurate. There is a lot of affect from the native culture on America. Uh, Absolutely. And there are a lot of people here who believe in that. And this seemed like you were yep. trying to erase diversity in the interest of some white no, no. Christian right. No, 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 no. No. What, just, just to be clear, what I was not saying is that Native American culture, I, I misspoke. I was, I was saying, in the, what I was talking about 
is, as you can see from the run-up, I was talking about the founding of our country. I, I'd given a long talk about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the ideas behind those. And that, 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 that and, I, and I was saying, we sort of created that anew, if you will. And, and I, was, I was not trying to dismiss Na Native Americans. In fact, I mentioned that because, yes, they were here. And they did. Yeah, Rick, you misspoke bullshit. Misspeaking or misspoke is, can you go by Target and pick up my order? Then you get to Target and your order's ready at Walmart. That is misspeaking, Rick Santorum. And you got fired, sir. CNN cut your ass loose. That was a deliberate, what, 30-minute lecture on how America was basically empty with a few Native Americans on it? Those were young, impressionable people at that conference. Now, how many of those young people left your lecture with the impression that the founding fathers stumbled on this land that was virtually empty? Because that's the message you sent. And you know better. You're a smart man, sir. This was intentional, and you got busted. See what I mean? That was several months back. Rick Santorum got fired from CNN and everywhere else, and he's now on the thrift store version of Fox News over at Newsmax. But there's Rick Santorum at another youth event. See? Get them young. Mold their brains. They're making up alternative accounts of history to young people at these events. Intentionally. That is the new GOP, the MAGA movement. Why are people supporting and getting behind people who are making up history and stories as they go? The GOP are all reactive. And to lead this country, we need proactive leadership. Proactive means you see a problem coming and you prepare for it so it either doesn't happen or whatever is going to happen, it's painless, it's planned, and you minimize the damage, like assembling a pandemic team in case a pandemic arises. Reminder, Obama put a pandemic team in place, articles in the show notes, and Trump dismantled that team in 2018. Why'd he do that? All right, Politico just got bought by Germany's version of Rupert Murdoch, articles in the show notes. Rupert Murdoch is a tabloid hoe. The Sun, the New York Post, shit like that. Tabloids, Fox News, tabloids, Roger Ailes. Hello, tabloids. What's going on? Reuters, too, last year, articles in the show notes. But Reuters, a very respected news source like Politico, has partnered with TASS, T-A-S-S dot com, is the largest Russian news agency and one of the largest news agencies worldwide. Here's a quick excerpt from the article that's in the show notes. The partnership with Reuters Connects brings media customers access to breaking news and exclusive videos on the Kremlin and Russian President Vladimir Putin, as well as featured videos and general news. What the fuck is going on, Reuters and Politico? I'm just asking. I'm just asking the question. Like, shit rolls downhill, right? Like, whoever's at the top. So if... Whoever owns Politico now, the tabloidy type of guy, what did I just say his name was? Germany's version of him? I don't know. I didn't put his name in here, but it's like Rupert Murdoch. When you think about Rupert Murdoch, you, you know, he's got his hands in gossip, Fox News. I mean, it's an entertainment channel. And now that same type of guy who peddles in that shit just bought Politico? Or is working, I mean, I don't get it. Why would you, that's not news, man. That's gossip. I'm just asking the questions and I'm not about to start getting my news from organizations in bed with propaganda networks.
right, you guys. Here we go. Ba, ba, ba. Welcome to our second installment of the Housewives of Fox News. Guys, this is a lovely, lovely segment. Da, da, da. This week's special Housewives, you guys, is Greg Garfield. Gargoyle. Gutfield. Greg Gutfield. Yes, it is, you guys. Ah. Mm-hmm. Bing, bang, boom. Check out this clip, you guys. Think about this. After committing 20 years to one effort, we accepted the very opposite of that effort. Quickly and without looking back. Like a husband who tells his wife and kids that he's going out for cigarettes only to never return, leaving his loved ones vulnerable and unprotected. Someone should pay for that. But in the meantime, I don't want to hear about January 6th, climate change, mask mandates or voter suppression or whatever gassy, stupid political theater you're trying to peddle until you figure out how to get us out of this mess. Get us out of this mess, he says, this Garfield guy. Who got us into this mess? Who brokered a deal with the Taliban releasing 5,000 Taliban soldiers from prison? It wasn't Joe. And who dismantled the pandemic team in 2018, which I mentioned earlier, a little bit ago. But it wasn't Joe either. This is Trump's MO. He loses and claims victory. Read the art of the deal. He'll tell you how he scams people. How to pull a lie off. I can't believe this asshole Garfield. I'm going to keep calling him. What's his name? Gutfield? Gut, Gutfield? Whatever he is. I can't believe he has a national show. Whose dick did he suck to get that job? That's what I want to know. And listen, you guys. Per Simon Sinek, this is game theory in a nutshell. Finite and infinite games, okay? A finite game is defined as known players, fixed rules, and an agreed-upon objective, like sports, baseball, basketball, football, whatever. There's always a beginning, a middle, and an end. And if there's a winner, there has to be a loser. An infinite game is defined as known and unknown players, which means new players can join whenever they want, The rules are changeable, which means you can play however you want to play. And the objective is to perpetuate the game, to stay in the game as long as possible. That is Trump and Co. And that's the game that they are playing. They're playing an infinite game. No stability, reactive. And where there's no security, no stability, there is chaos. That is the game Trump is playing. And that is the game he took America on for four years. Hence the shit show. Joe is cleaning up. And don't try to deny it. He's cleaning up a mess. Just like Obama had to clean up a mess. And then they catch the heat for it. Go back to episode three or four. I said this then. Talked about presidents. Anyways. All right, you guys. For this reason and so much more. Bing, bang, boom. Greg Gutfeld, whatever your name is, you are the asshole of the week. And you stank, fool. All right, you guys, that's today's show. I am out. See you next week. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Subscribe so you get those auto downloads, you guys. Help us move this podcast around, y'all. Check out our website. I haven't been there for a while. You know, just check it out. Let me know if there's, you know, ways to improve or if you see some stank, whatever it is. Send us an email at info at eastwestgrind.com, all right? Let us know. Send your questions and your concerns. We'll ask them on the show like we do every episode. Bring it on. We seek answers, you guys, just like you. Share this podcast with those MAGA relatives that you love so very much, but you can't get a word in edgewise. Send them the podcast, man. They'll get me. Why? Because I get them. All right, you guys. All right. 
See you guys next week. It'll it'll be a fabulous show as usual because that's all we put out is fab shit. Hello, sprinkles. I'll share some more of the travels and some more of my experiences here in Sumter, South Carolina. You don't want to miss it, guys. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. I got your back, guys. Peace. Peace.